Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How was your week? How are your hearts? And how are your heads? I hope you are okay. We're almost there. We are almost there. Stay strong. Stay faithful. All the usual shit. Guys, thank you so much to everybody who sent me a kind message this week. It really means the world to me. Genuinely. I'm trying to rephrase this in different ways each week to make it still sound like it's actually a sincere sentence. But it truly is. Your messages do so, so many things for me. And I really appreciate it. I also obviously appreciate every single person who has taken the time over the last few days to sign up to patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Not only are you supporting the Sunday Roast, but you're quite literally supporting somebody pursue their dream. So thank you so much. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Please consider it. But now, the moment we have all been waiting for. I cannot believe that I am actually about to utter these words. But, the Sunday Roast. Like, I'm about to welcome the first ever guest onto the Sunday Roast. And what a guest it bloody is. I mean, I've literally peaked now. This is me peaking. There's no way I can ever get somebody as famous as this next individual. I cannot believe it. I am at a loss for words. Ladies and gentlemen, biscuits and biscuit babies, Matt Damon. Like, are you joking me? Matt Damon uh, is about to come on the show. I cannot believe this. It's potentially going to be life-changing. I'm just going to get straight to it. Uh, (laughs) Where to even start? Matt, first and foremost, I can't believe this is happening. Thank you so much for coming on the show. In a few words... Can you, I'm literally nervous, like, in a few words, can you please, uh, I suppose, tell people why and what possessed you to actually come on this show? My name is not my demo. Sorry? My name is not my demo. My name is Jason Bourne. Oh, for, my name is Jason Bourne. I've been running from the police for 17 years now. Oh, gee, I've been doing more running. I have been doing more running than Son et A. O'Sullivan. Who? Son et A. O'Sullivan. What? Man, I don't even... Matt. Matt, rein it. Guys, I don't think this is going to work. Matt, rein it in. Tone it right down, Matthew. No, we're going to have to scrap that, I think. No. No, thanks. Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. A Bourne identity crisis by the sounds of things, Matthew. Look, lockdown is getting to most of us. Even the celebs have been affected by it. Just goes to show, doesn't it? They're only human. I met Matt Damon. And it was wonderful. He was absolutely exactly as you'd expect. In terms of, he came across as the carefree, wholesome, multi, multi-millionaire superstar that he is. He was very friendly. He gave me more than the time of day. Was happy to have a complete chat. I mean, I'll be honest. Towards the end of it, he was bloody Jason Bourne in the ear off me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no, actually, I don't know what you mean, Mark. I know what you mean in terms of you wanted to make that pun. I don't know what you... It doesn't make sense, though. So, look, fair play. But there you go. It was fabulous. It was wonderful. All's well. That ends well. But now, a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about today. First and foremost... I got a message from a guy on Instagram. Uh, I, got, I got another very funny one, actually, I'll go to in a second. But I got a message from a guy 
on Instagram during the week to say that he was from Switzerland and that my comedy was way too Irish. I should do things that are less Irish. First and foremost, I don't think that my comedy is in any way Irish. Like, would you get away out of that, you fecker? With the immersion. Do you know what I mean? I'm absolutely not Irish at all. I don't think my comedy's Irish. I actually hate that whole sort of, you know, like the internet, like, lingo you see these days of like, oh, a few cans, be grand. Referring to every single thing as the lads. That is so cringy. Like, my comedy is not Irish. And also, I don't buy into that whole like, oh, Irish banter, only in Ireland. You know, that whole, only in Ireland. What do you mean only in Ireland? Have you ever heard a more nonsensical statement ever than only in Ireland? You know, you see somebody, they take a photo of like uh, a pensioner drinking a flagon of cider in a car park at midday and they post it only in Ireland. What do you mean only in Ireland? I mean, have you have you been to Glasgow? Do you know what I mean? Only in Ireland. What? Only in Ireland do things happen like? This is absolutely absurd. There is nothing uniquely Irish about a cow escaping from a field and end up in a disco. There is nothing remotely Irish about a bunch of football fans singing Sweet Caroline whilst lifting a pensioner across a Parisian street. Do you remember all that? At the Euros? Wasn't that the cringiest thing in the whole entire world? Oh, we're shy to football, but we've got the banter. Like, no. If that's what being Irish is, take my passport. Literally take it from me. I don't do Irish comedy, okay? Anyway, I was fucking a pint of Guinness the other day, right? Anyway. I was fucking a pint of Guinness the other day, right? And I was thinking about how much I messed the feckin' lads. So I got on to a few of them, and I was asking them, what would they miss the most about the summer? It got me thinking, because I got a few interesting responses. Now that we're in this pandemic, and we don't have really a light at the end of the tunnel, we're all losing our jobs, we're all losing everything. Life as we know it is about to disintegrate. Summer being one of those things. This summer is going to come and go faster than the career of Frostbit Boy. But I got a few texts back from friends which I thought was quite interesting. One of them said to me, ah, you know, like, I think what I'll miss most is, you know, that sort of the evenings just stretching out in front of you, you know, feeling like they'll never end. We have that now. Ah, no, but you know what I mean? Like the sort of free-spirited feeling of not having anything to do or anyone to see. We literally have that now. Ah, don't be so cynical. Like, you know what I mean? Just going for, just going for like a casual stroll through town and, you know, maybe having a couple of pints. Ah, yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Damien. Ah, yes. The old casual stroll through packed Dublin city centre on, on a busy summer's day. Literally navigating your way through what can only be described as the population of Madrid in a field of Jansport bags and Metallica hoodies. The really chilled out, classic casual walk through town where Mallorcan students are walking 15 apiece on the footpath while singing in their Barcelona bird song outside the fucking O'Carroll's hoodie store. Like, Jesus not being able to get a seat upstairs in McDonald's because 43 of them have commandeered the whole area while sharing one double cheeseburger between them on top of a diet seat. Like, what is this utopic city centre you're referring to? Ah, okay, well, forget that then. I'm talking about, you know, the buzz around town when the weather is warm. 
Oh, yes, of course. Forgive me. The buzz. That lovely buzz in Dublin city centre. When the weather gets above eight degrees and every single degenerate in the city removes his shirt until the entire of Temple Bar smells like Lynx Africa and desperation. What sort of buzz are you talking about? Ah, uh, you know what I mean? Like going out to the water. Oh, yes. Oh, of course, I forgot, sorry. Nothing, there is nothing nicer on a warm summer's day than walking down to Bray Beach and watching somebody get third degree sunburn and seeing grown men drink cider out of plastic bottles and literally come to blows over a football match they've been playing with the burst children's beach ball. That's a burst ball, by the way, not a burst boy. But like... Climbing down onto the rocks, oh, well, this would be nice, this would be a lovely little view of the sea. And then seeing a teenage couple so entwined in a sexual embrace that they literally resemble fucking cat dog. The good summer days. What are these good days you're talking about? Ah, yeah, but there's something about day drinking, though, isn't there? You know, I just love day drinking. I'm going to break it to you, mate. You like drinking. Just because it's in the day, it doesn't make it any different, right? And also, by the way, day drinking generally leads to night drinking. It's not like you have six cans and then at 4, 4.55pm walk home to watch the Angelus and do a bit of gardening. No, you just like drinking more, as we all do. We just like to escape reality. That's the end of it. There are genuinely a lot of things that I will miss about the summer, though. For sure. One of, the, one of my favourite things as a child, definitely not anymore because I'm not a child, by the way, was to go to the Wax Museum in Dublin City Centre. Does anybody remember the Wax Museum? For those of you unfamiliar, the Wax Museum... W- museum? What are you saying like that for? Jesus. Museum was Ireland's answer to Madame Tussauds, okay? Which we should talk about for a second in general. I have a huge issue. Up there with like Dubai and fireworks. I think, have I discussed this already? I could have. But up there with Dubai and fireworks, I think the the, the truest and purest sign that somebody is a complete biscuit is if they pay money to Madame Tussauds. What are you paying for? You are literally paying £25 to queue up, go into a place and take a selfie with a piece, a a, a sculpture of wax that slightly resembles Johnny Depp. Like, what in God's name are you doing? What is this activity? Who are you showing these photos to? Oh, look. See me there? Piers Morgan? Well, it's not Piers Morgan, though, is it? It's an inanimate object that resembles Piers Morgan. What are you doing, Deirdre? This is not interesting. I mean, good God. Imagine going to London for the weekend and you want to go in and take a fucking photo of whatever Pye or Pete or whatever Johnny Depp's name was in that movie. Like, outrageous. Now, on the other hand, Ireland's, Ireland's version of Madame Tussauds, as unfortunately can be the case in some fields, not in all, but in some fields when, our, when we try and recreate things, we just don't really, we don't really give it the same punch that um, other people do. Do you remember the Wax Museum? <laughs>
<laughs> the Wax Museum in Dublin was the most outrageous thing in the whole entire world. Firstly, it got shut down twice, okay? And I remember one of the times, the reason why it got shut down was, okay, this is so ridiculous. The reason why it got shut down the first time was because it was a sunny day in July and the manager thought, Jesus, I should bring all the models out onto the street in order to get fucking traction, a bit of footfall. And they all melted. <laughs> they literally all melted. So I went out of business. Done. Poor guy. Lost his job in the end. Light a candle for him. Oh, don't light a candle for him, actually. That's probably the worst thing you could do to a man who's just lost a business of wax. But the Irish Wax Museum was so funny because the models were appalling. Like, they looked like, I don't know, like, they were just so bad. They A, they only had, like, three. They literally only had three. So you'd walk in and be like, oh, Michael Collins, brilliant, yeah. And then what's next? Uh, just turn around for a second. Why? Just turn around for a second. Okay. And then they just put like an Irish jersey on Michael Collins and say it's Jason McAteer. This is totally ludicrous. Oh, and just in case the old uh, models haven't whetted the old appetite enough, why don't you crawl through the hole? Do you remember that hole they had in the wax museum? They had this like tunnel of death and they called it like the child's adventure. They just like punctured a hole in lots of the walls and you could like scurry through a complete health hazard i can't imagine the amount of children that perished in that tunnel ridiculous but i will miss that about the summer i will miss that and nowadays in this time anyway 2020 summer there's there's not a lot to do i tried this week to do meditation Okay, I tried to do a bit of meditation because I was having a conversation when I was asking people what they missed the most about, about the summer. And a friend of mine, who's one of those guys, by the way, that wears flip-flops in December. Um, I'm not going to tell you his name, so we'll call him Owen X, right? But so I was on to a Doherty and I was asking him, listen, uh, you know, what, what, what is it that you miss the most about the summer? And he was just like, you know, oh yeah, well actually, I just can't wait now to, uh, to get into a nice little cosy old man's pub. When are you happy? When are people happy? Have you, you, know, you know people that are perpetually living in the future. Can't wait for that holiday. Can't wait for Christmas. Ah, New Year's is always better. Can't wait for Easter. People that are constantly living in the future. And that's my issue with meditation. I was like going onto YouTube and doing these tutorials about how to meditate. And one of the phrases that really sort of I struggle to embrace is be present in the moment. No. Be present in the moment. The idea of meditation is to be totally and utterly present. Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now, be present. If you truly and utterly exist right now in the moment, oh, like that sounds awful. <laughs> I would hate that. To be existing in the No. The whole purpose of life is to fill your brain and your wardrobe and your life with enough things that distract us. The very essence of existence, surely, is to not be present in the moment. Because otherwise, we wouldn't need society. We wouldn't need anything else. Jesus, this is varying a bit on deaf girl territory, but you know what I mean? Fucking meditation. Also, by the way, these people, these absolute crooks, these snake oil salesmen, women and children who are coming around with the enlightenment bullshit. What do you mean you're enlightened? Oh, well, I've actually reached the stage now where I like meditate for 18 hours a day. Okay, wait. Excuse <clears throat> Let me just try and understand this. You've reached a stage where you're so comfortable with yourself in the world 
that you want to be essentially comatose for 18 hours of the day. Please explain that logic to me. You absolute Coachella going, tie-dye t-shirt wearing, biscuit brain buffoon. I find it really interesting that I get a lot of messages from people asking about, you know, what my opinions are on the difference between Spain versus Portugal families, you know? Because apparently in some people's eyes, there are only two places in the world to holiday, and that is either Spain or Portugal. And are you a Spain family or are you a Portugal family? So I've done some looking into it, and... It's actually really interesting. I mean, when you when you really peel back the layers and you look at the differences between Spain families and uh, Portugal families, you realise there is none. There is literally no difference. You are exactly the same. The only difference between you guys is perhaps the shade of brick that the apartment complex comes in. I mean, like, good God, this isn't exactly comparing Hong Kong to the Masai Mara. This isn't the Suez Canal versus Portobello. Literally, two of the only probably difference, maybe, is that Spanish milk goes out of date the day before you bought it. Which, can we talk about that, by the way? Spanish milk is a bit ratty, isn't it? Oh, hi, mate. Could I get some uh, milk, please? Cool. It's going to smell like a goat's foot. No problem. Yeah. Put it in my cereal. Warmer than Fanta that's been left in the Sahara overnight. Like, horrible. But the difference between Sp- Spain and Portuguese families, there's no difference, like. It's all the exact same. You all go to the exact same sort of bullshit places, you know, sitting back, by the way, on, like, a, a chair beside the pool, reading a Maeve Binchy. Reading a Maeve Binchy or Goosebumps or whatever else they have on sale in the airport bookshop and eating a family-sized pack of Cheetos to yourself at midday, this is not Spanish culture. Oh, no, there's a great place. There's a great place down in the port we love now. Really love the local cuisine. You've had carbonara every night for the last fortnight, Gollif. You can't just be... This is not Spain. This is not España-like. You know, the dad comes out, oh, I suppose it's time for a bit of sangria. You're drinking cans of Carlsberg beside a swimming pool. This is not Barcelona. I'm not. Su- I'm surprised Etta haven't come in and blown off your foreskin. This is embarrassing, mate. There's literally no difference. Like, I find it hilarious that Portuguese, like fa- Irish families that go on holidays to Portugal, they almost feel like they're somehow culturally superior to those that go to Spain. You know, you're not superior. You know the type, you know these sort of families. They like walk by the English bar and they're like, would you look at them? Watching the football, is it? Gurriers. The actual gurriers. Filth. Fucking vermin. They are fucking vermin. No wonder, look, no wonder they voted for Brexit, am I right? You know? And then they'll go back to their villa where they've got Sky, Sky Sports tuned in so they can watch the fucking Sunday game. The moral gymnastics that people do. The sort of logistical gymnastics people do to make themselves feel better about the life choices they make. 
oh no, but the go- the, you've got to see the golf courses over in Portugal. These things are something else. What do you mean they're something else? I've seen the golf courses, right? You've got the same quality of golf that you do at a pitch and putt beside Johnny Fox's. The only difference is you're allowed rent a go-kart or whatever the things are called and flaunt your wealth. There's an opulence. There's an opulence in the air in Valle de Lobo, in Portugal, in general, that is what makes you attracted to the place. That's the only thing. Oh, obrigado. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing when you say thanks in, your, in the native tongue? What is that? Where's the comedy there? That's about as funny as fucking crack and lads. Do you know what I mean? The real deal. Calling Portugal the real deal is just absolutely insane. Portugal's fabulous, by the way, but you know what I mean? That sort of area. Oh, no, the difference between Spain and Portugal is mental, is it? The difference between Spain and Portugal, in a sentence, the difference between Spain and Portugal in terms of those types of holidays are probably as big as the differences between Linda Martin versus Linda Martin in the Wax Museum, a.k.a. Zero. ridiculous journey and see where we can go there are so many more people and situations that deserve to be thrown into the roast we have the power to change that please subscribe to the patreon guys thank you so much for listening it means the world to me it's been like nine weeks now and i'm not gonna lie you probably are aware of this but i've had some ups and i've definitely had some downs it's not been easy as is the exact same for all of you So I just want to thank you so much for sticking with me throughout this process. I know things are going to change now. We're going to get back to normal a little bit. So I hope you're all doing okay and you mind yourselves and we'll continue because as as we know, it's not over yet. So thank you so much. All my love is for you. I appreciate it. I've had two G&Ts. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, Peace out. Peace out. Fucking AC Slater. Like, do you know what I mean? Subscribe to the Patreon. Goodbye.